Welcome to the podcast of Central Church. This is our latest weekly message. Yeah, so we've been up in um, Anna Bay, that's where we were, for the sort of pioneer leaders gathering. And so um, we had a good time there just sharing together, dreaming a bit together, and um, seeing what what the next few months and years look like. So that was a, a good time. And so it was good to have Jenna from New Zealand and the guy from Tasmania. And uh, one of the things that, that we did was we talked about, so what this little network that we're a part of called Pioneer now, you know, what's, what's our contribution? And I think one of the things was that we, we almost provide a place for people that don't find place anywhere else. And uh, that's a really valid reason to exist you know i think in the in the heart of god god is inclusive and and uh sometimes we don't fit into other things but god embraces all of us draws us in and so in some ways we're a a small expression of part of the heart of god to provide a place and a space for people to belong and to be family together and so our goal as the Pioneer Network is not to be the biggest and the most successful one in the world, uh, but just to be faithful to what God has called us to be and to do, to create family, to create home, to build relationships, to affirm one another in all of the diversity that exists within. Even our small network is very diverse. You know, I, I talk about um, we're not a cookie cutter network. Do you, do you do you have cookie cutters? No? We're not, we're not the Starbucks. We're not the McDonald's. You know, we, you go to different churches. You know, go to Jan's church and Christ church. Looks different here. You come to our church and so that looks different again. And so God has created us diverse and different. We're not all the same. And therefore, we need to find space to do that. Which is, sounds very exciting, but can be challenging when people are so different can be challenging because in some ways it's easier when we all agree we all believe the same things we all act in the same way it's easier on one level you know but when we're we're different but that's what family's like you know if you if you have children they're all different and so we are seeking to create that sort of space for people so uh, it's it's good to be here and uh, my role has sort of changed in the last year and and so I'm helping to develop some of the emerging networks in different countries because people all over the world are trying to find these sort of spaces and so that's what that's what we're doing so it's nice to be here and we're going to new zealand tomorrow to hang out with the guys over there so i want last time i was here you were you baked bread and um i want to talk about bread tonight just just not for long quite common um Mundane, something we probably have every day. And it's a little bit like our lives, really. Bread, common, everyday mundane. Despite what people tell us on Instagram or Facebook, most of our lives is quite ordinary. You know, we get up in the morning, we take the kids to school, we go to work, we come home, we take the kids to activities, go swimming, football training, go to bed, 
get up in the morning, take the kids to school, go to work, come home, take the kids to activities, swimming, football training, go to bed. We get up in the morning. We, you know, life's like that. Um, I, I've, I've, I've taken Instagram off my phone because I was getting so fed up with what people were telling me how great their lives were. I, I met this church leader a few weeks ago, and their church is doing amazing things. Every day on, face, on Instagram, pictures of young people filling rooms and activities going on, and it's amazing, and I felt so small in comparison. And I said to her, how, how is the church going? Knowing full well that it's been amazing. And she said to me, it's been the hardest 12 months of my life. And I felt like saying, well, you, Instagram didn't tell me that, that's for sure. Because we're, we're afraid of the ordinary and the mundane. On Caroline's desk at home, she has, has a little craft room. Um, she has a Bible verse on there which says, um, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Work with your hands. I've never heard anyone preach on that. It's quite the opposite. So bread is ordinary, mundane, and it's everyday, a bit like the way most of us live our lives. Yet in the Bible, this very ordinary substance has significance and meaning. You have the bread in the tabernacle that was a sign of the presence of God. You have the manna from heaven that was a sign of the provision of God. Jesus described himself as the bread of heaven, which if you think about it, it's quite a strange thing to use to describe God. In Luke's gospel, there are three times, three stories of bread. Luke chapter 9, Jesus feeds the 5,000. Luke chapter 22, the Passover meal. And Luke chapter 24, when he meets the disciples on the road to Emmaus. So I'll read uh, the third of those stories rather than all three. So here we go. Look up 24, verse 28. By this time they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. And Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him to stay the night. It's getting late, they said. So he went home with them. And as they sat down to eat, he took the bread, blessed it. Then he broke it and he gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. Each of those three stories, he does exactly the same thing with the bread. He blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it. There's, um, there's three talks there. I'm going to do the first one. What does it mean to be blessed in the ordinary? Genesis chapter 1 um, begins in the beginning God uh, this dramatic opening piece of literature begins our bible it's a great poem it's a bit like we just saw it's it's a dramatic explanation celebration of creation uh, it was written because it was challenging the predominant narrative of the day about how the world was created. The way people understood the world. 
the way people understood what it meant to be human. This is what Genesis 1 is about, not about how God created the world, but why he created the world. The predominant narrative of that day was one called Enuma Elish. And this Babylonian creation story went like this. A whole bunch of gods. And one of them, Marduk, struck a deal with the other gods and then started a war. And he killed another god named Tiamat and ripped her body in half and threw one half in the earth and called that the heavens and another half below and he called that the earth. Then Marduk killed another god called Kingu and from the blood of Kingu he made humans to be slaves of the gods. That was the narrative. That's why the world was created. That's what human beings were created for according to the predominant culture of the day. But at the time that this book was written, Hebrew mothers and fathers would pull their kids together and say, we know what you're hearing in the playground. We know the stories that you're being told, but we have a different story. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the book of the, the that's first chapter in, in Genesis, God is putting everything in place and everything for a purpose. And then towards the end of Genesis chapter 1, we read these words. And so God created human beings in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the air and all the animals that scurry along the ground. God blessed them. In the Greek version of the Hebrew Bible, the word translated here as blessed is the word eulogio, from which we get the English word eulogy. Now, when do you deliver a eulogy? At the funeral. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's really good to attend funerals um, because you get to hear what's important in people's lives, you know, what they say uh, at the end of people's lives, what's, what's impacted them. It's really important that we hear what has been important. But here we have God eulogizing at the beginning of creation, not at the end of creation. It's the same word that we use the word blessed when we read Mark Luke's gospel here when he blessed the bread. Same word. He eulogized. He blessed the bread. And so to eulogize means we speak well of. We, we praise. And so to be blessed means that we, we become part of a new story. God blessed this new story. The Bible begins with God created you and me and blessed us. He speaks well of us. Luke just read a quote from Brad Jerzak. And many churches, many years have not spoken like this. We're sinners, we deserve to burn. That's, that's the starting point for many people. 
It's not what we see here in Genesis chapter 1. Every superhero has an origin story. Superman, Batman, the Hulk, the Joker. That explains how they came to get their superpowers. It helps to, us to understand how they are the way they are. How they, why they behave the way they behave. And this is our origin story. This is who God created us to be. In Psalm 139, you made all the delicate inner parts of my, my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. The workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. We were blessed at the start of our existence. We were created for purpose. We were created for relationship. We are not an accident. We are not a mistake. That's our origin. We were created by God. To be blessed is to be part of a different story. In Genesis chapter 17, we come across a man called Abraham. And we read these words, I am going to bless you. This is my covenant with you. I'll make you the father of a multitude of nations. Once more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abraham. Instead, you'll be called Abraham, for you'll be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many, many nations, and kings will be among them. To be blessed is part of a new story, and to be blessed is we get a new name. Abraham, Abraham. He was blessed. It's amazing how... It's possible to hear your name in a crowded room. When it, somehow the sound of Billy grabs my attention, even though there's lots of people around, because we all recognize our own name. Or sometimes when you're walking alone, who's ever heard their name called when they're walking on their own? Anyone else? No, it's just me. <laughs> Your parents have an amazing honor to name their children. It is an amazing honor to call our children, give the children our name. We, we, I was in the States a few months ago, went to Plymouth. So Plymouth is where the Pilgrim Fathers landed. They, they left Southampton where we live, and they, they took the Mayflower ship and landed on Plymouth Rock. So when we were there, we went to the, the, the museum, and um, a number of the children that were born in the early days of the, of the, the um, plantation, um, some of the names are amazing. Uh, Humility Cooper, Resolve White, Fight the Good Fight of Faith Wilson. <laughs> Poor child, huh? But they, they, were, they were committed to... to to, to set a destiny for their children. We, we learned today that Jenny's, Jenny, Jenny, Jen's middle name is Zoe because her parents said there's going to be life in her, a life giver. And so what a, an amazing thing is that God gives us a new, a new name. There's a, there's a soccer player in England called Isaac Success. It's on the back of his shirt. It's got success. 
Amazing. He's Nigerian place of Watford, if you're interested. You're probably not. <laughs> so to be blessed is to be part of a new story and to have a new name. In Isaiah chapter 62, God says to Israel, You will be for me a splendid crown in the hand of God. Never again will you be called the forsaken city or the desolate land. Your new name will be the city of God's delight and the bride of God, for the Lord delights in you and will claim you as his bride. You're not, you're, you're not going to be what you used to be because you're blessed. You are not. You'll never amount to anything, Barry. You're not. You're not as pretty as your sister, Frankie. You're not. You're stupid, Arthur. You're not. You'll never be any good, Mary, or whatever name you were labeled with growing up. You are son you are daughter, you are loved, you are saint, you are free, you are chosen, you are accepted, you are included, you are forgiven, you are clean, you are holy. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You are united with Christ. You are seated with Christ. You're a member of Christ's body. You are a citizen of, of heaven. You have a new name. New names. You are blessed our past doesn't have to define our future the bread was blessed we are blessed we're part of a new story we have a new name i've got a quotation here from an orthodox theologian called alexander schmeyman it says this God blesses everything he creates. And in biblical language, that means that he makes all creation the sign and the means of his presence and wisdom, love and revelation. God blesses everything he creates. And in biblical language, that means he makes all creation the sign and the means of his presence and wisdom, love, and revelation. God takes this ordinary, everyday item we call bread, and he blesses it. And as we share communion together, it becomes a sign of his presence, wisdom, love, and revelation. And God blesses you and me. And we become the sign and the means of his presence and wisdom, love, and revelation. And God blesses each one of us in the same way. And all of us become in our ordinary, mundane, everyday existence, just like bread, the presence of God. Because we're blessed by heaven. We're part of a new story. We have a new name, and his presence lives in us, and we become a sign 
to those around us. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Work with your hands. Carry his presence everywhere you go. Father, I want to thank you for your presence in us and how incredible it is that you take ordinary, mundane, everyday human beings and you place your image upon us. You bless us. You enable us to participate in your story. You call us by a new name. And I pray, Lord, as we go about our daily lives this week, Lord, as we get up, go to take the kids to school, go to work, come home, go to activities, swimming and football practice, may we realize a fresh way, Lord, that we are the carriers of your presence in those everyday mundane activities. Help us to encourage each other, speak encouragement to each other, that as your people are full of your presence, Lord, we might show the world what you are like, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I wonder if you just turn to the person next to you, and just, just we, we've been doing this all weekend, so just say this simple thing, I see Christ in you. I think Jen might have a couple of words as well, so. Um, on the way here, I just had a, a picture of Sophie in a wedding dress, and I found out that you just got married to Dan. Congratulations, guys. That's really cool. And um, what... In this picture I had of you with your wedding dress on, I saw a, like a yellow streak through your wedding dress, like through the veil. And I've just been asking God what that's about. And I just felt like he wanted to say to you, it's not yellow, it's gold. And I feel like God just wants to remind you that where you maybe are like, ah, oh, it's just yellow. It's not, it's gold. You are carrying this streak of gold, and gold symbolizes royalty, abundance, goodness, the light it reflects. And I just really want to encourage you that you have got gold streaks all through you. And I just want to declare that as well and pray that for you guys in your marriage and your relationship and where you guys move forward, that that is going to be what you always see, is that you two see it in each other and that you declare it out for others as well, the gold, the goodness of God always in each other. So bless you. Be blessed. Yeah. Um, the other picture I had on the way here, which kind of, I didn't know what Billy was going to be talking about before I came. I said that wrong earlier <laughs> today. Um, was actually, I saw, I saw a big table down the middle of this room because I've been here before. I know what it's like here. It's beautiful. And I know that you guys are into food and eating together and the bread. So, it, I, I didn't know whether it was just me imagining being here or whether it had a relevance. But when Billy's talk started talking about the bread, I thought, oh, may, yeah, maybe it is. 
So anyway, I just saw this big long table down here with a really big feast on it. And you guys were all around this table and you all had a glass of champagne in your hand and you were all toasting. And um, <laughs> is that funny? Oh, did you? Did you really? Did you really? With champagne? Oh, that is so cool. Oh, cool. Okay, well, I just want to then encourage you. I, what I felt like God wanted to say about that was it, this is a season for toasting, for celebrating, and for really seeing the good that God is doing. And it's because it's so easy, isn't it, to just, like Billy said, just, you know, just to see the boring and the mundane all the time. But there is so much good here. There is so much good. I don't, I feel like maybe this is not a, that wasn't a one-time thing, toasting together that one time. This is something we want to do together all the time is to toast and to celebrate the good things God's doing. So I guess I just want to encourage you guys to keep celebrating, you know, to keep toasting each other, to be thanking God, cheersing him um, for, what, for what he's done. So that, that's what I had. Thanks, Jen. That's great. And thanks, Billy. Um, so good. I thought it, in, in light of what Billy's just been speaking to us about, it'd be really good for us actually just to pray some blessings over each other. So, um, so maybe in twos or threes, perhaps, if you like, um, just get together and just speak a couple, a short blessing. So just good things, speaking life, praying life um, over each other. We'll just, we'll take you know, a few minutes and, and do that and then I'll I'll come back and we'll wrap things up. So find find one or two others and um, yeah, pray some blessings over each other. Thanks for listening. If you want to check out more about Central, visit us at centralchurch.org.au. Music by Chris D'Souza, a beloved member of Central. <laughs>